Hi everyone, welcome back to Thinking Aloud, a podcast of Boys to Men Foundation where we discuss lots of interesting topics and where we just chill and have a good time. My name is Richard Nzeku and today I have two amazing guests with me, Osita James Uche and Femi Akinshaye. And today we're going to be having an honest conversation about addiction. Just so we're on the same page, I'm just going to briefly define what an addiction is. So it's basically an inability to stop using a certain substance or to stop engaging in a behavior even though it is causing psychological and or physical harm. So I, I feel like it's important to, to get that definition down because I think addiction can be very misunderstood a lot of the time. And the key when thinking of addiction, for me at least, is that it is a chronic disorder. So it's not just like, oh, I like to eat rice every day. I'm addicted to rice. It's when you can't, you can't function without something. You can't stop thinking about it, even though it is harmful for your mind and your body. So I'll just ask you guys, what do you think about this topic of addiction? I don't know if you would like to share any experiences um, as comfortable as you are with addiction or anything along those lines, just go for it. But we're just here to have a simple conversation about addiction. Addictions, addictions are hard to talk about. Um, and that's because for the most part, a lot of us, a lot of us, um, live in, 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 in denial, you know, um, and that denial, that, that um, denial is what makes it sort of difficult because for, for, for you to even, um, you know, get to a point where you, you can comfortably talk about addiction or comfortably get over addiction, you first need to be able to accept, you know, um, addiction. So that's why conversations around addictions are hard. Um, but Yes, I think that um, we all have, at one point or the other, struggled with one form of addiction. Um, they could have like different levels of chronicness, if that's if that's the word, um, or 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 different impact in terms of um, the the harmful effect. But at the end of the day, you know, um, one one addictive behavior is still addictive behavior. Um, but the way that I the way that I look at addiction is. Um, I try to categorize addiction in like different categories. Um, we have like um, the ones that are very chronic, the ones that are like the ones that cause, that certainly causes physical harm or emotional or psychological harm, certainly. And the ones that um, maybe don't cause it, physical harm, but um, turn your lifestyle into in a different direction where you ha then have to rely on something for you to be able to function. So for instance, um, let's assume you're somebody who's addicted to caffeine. Um, you, it looks like you can't stay active uh, until you take caffeine. Yes, it does have its own physical damage, but maybe not as bad as maybe alcoholism or maybe not as bad as where you are like uh, addicted to hard drugs like heroin or cocaine. So the point I'm just trying to make is, it doesn't matter what level of addiction, what kind of addiction, what category of addiction, I think that the first step um, is to even be able to accept. Um, so how, I guess, my my question would then be maybe to you or to Ostita, if you, how how would you advise or how would you say, or what would you say is the best way to get to the point of acceptance? Because that's where I find that people really struggle, accepting that addiction. I remember that there was a friend who used to struggle with addiction to nicotine. He used to smoke 
cigarette. He has stopped now. Thankfully, he stopped for about three years. Uh, but at the time when he was struggling with it, you know, it was stuff we used to tell him like, oh, homeboy, how far with this thing? And he'd be like, yeah, it's just a stick of cigarette. What's the big deal? You know, and it, it took him a long time to get to the place where he now accepted, even though we all, everybody was saying, even the doctors, everybody was saying like, this guy, you're addicted to this thing. He was like, yeah, I just take it when I go to the party. And you know, this one. I just, I just take, I just take a patch and a good thing. Yeah, it's just plastic. How does one get to the point of I'm accepting? I mean, the, the, some of the times the things that we are addicted to are not even really so obvious like that. Like, we don't even really know that they are addictions, right? <laughs> Something as simple as Netflix. Like, why, why would somebody binge watch um, Netflix and then to the point of not getting their work done? Uh, it happens to a whole lot of people. It happens to a whole lot of people. And in my mind, I'm always thinking about it, that it's not that addictions can be controlled or that the person doesn't really have a choice, they just have to do it. I think that the person has somehow convinced themselves that they don't have a choice, that it's only when they do it that they will feel better. The addictions can vary. It can be sex, it can be drugs. It can be alcohol. It could even be people. It could even be people because I once had a friend that I was in a very interesting relationship with a lady while we were on campus as undergraduates. Uh, I felt like she was everything bad for him, not because um, she was not beautiful or anything like that, but she she brought out the worst in him. His grades started dropping. Uh, he was not really paying attention. He, he didn't even remember to be calling his mother every other week like he used to. He was just all over her, wanting to call her, even though she was treating him like trash. Like So I felt like at that stage, he was addicted to her. Like on his birthday, the lady went out with another guy and went and spent the night and came back and he still forgave her and was begging her to accept him. Like, it was just really crazy, but addictions can actually have really interesting extremes where the party thinks that what they're doing is best for them, but what they're really doing is actually really bad for them. And they think they have no control over it, but they really do have control. But it's just that it takes a lot of courage and addictions are not just things that you can just wake up and stop. Addictions have to like, you have to strategize if you want to stop an addiction. I was recently reading this book, Atomic Habits by James Clare, where he talked about how our habits uh, are very powerful that just simply one single thing that you do right in the day can influence every other thing else that you do for the rest of the day so maybe if you woken up on one of those days and just chose not to call the girl as opposed to calling her first in the morning maybe his day would have gone a whole lot differently than the way that he always did it because uh, addictions are formed by habits when you repeat the habit over time and then you now start to feel like the habit is the way to go. Uh, then it becomes really difficult to like break out of that habit and do something or do things a bit differently. So eventually um, he traveled for his law school and that was like the saving grace for me because there was no distance. So he didn't have as much access to her. And that was how he started breaking off um, all those vibes and eventually got better. So addictions can be solved but the person has to first accept that they even do have an addiction and then try to figure out the strategy to not allow themselves to have a lot of access to the things that 
um, feed the addiction. If you're a drug, drug addict, maybe you shouldn't hang out with the guys that you smoke with and that you take the drugs with. Maybe if you are an alcohol addict, maybe don't don't have beers in the fridge or have um, wine and alcohol in the fridge at home. So thinking of the stress of having to go and buy the alcohol uh, is probably going to make you to think twice about having to take the alcohol. So it's just like habit conditioning, if, if you might say. You know, I, I sort of feel like maybe we may need to differentiate between obsessions and addictions. Um, you know, because like, while I understand that, you know, um, people can get addicted to people, um, it kind of sounds like an obsession to me, like you're obsessed with someone rather than addicted to them. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether whether I, I, I understand addiction in the sense of being addicted to people. Um, I don't know how that that works. Maybe you want, may want to help clarify because the way that I understand it is, you, you know, when you're obsessed over someone, you're obsessed. Like, but well, you're not necessarily addicted to them in the sense that you can't function. Well, maybe maybe you can't function actually <laughs> because now that I think about it, because I, I I remember that I've been in a situation where um, there was there was somebody who like literally. I, so we, we were just like friends from afar, but I didn't know that there was like anything building up. I didn't, we, like, we, we never even had a conversation about um, anything romantic ever. Like this is like, it's, you know, and all of a sudden uh, her sister called me one time and they said, oh, you know, she was, anyway, it's a, it's a difficult story to tell, but um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, it sounds like obsession. I don't know if maybe, we need to wish between obsession and addiction when it comes to like people but nevertheless i guess my my core question is still how do we get people to that point of acceptance we we, we tell people all the time hey seek help but then everybody around them is already trying to help them if i go back to my friend's story i guess what, what eventually took make him accept was when he had like a um health issue um, that was related to him and inability to breathe well. Now, he's originally asthmatic. He, he used to be, I think, um, that's that slowed down for a while. And then he, he started, you know, having like um, years going by without any um, asthmatic episodes. Um, but this time around, he had like a really severe issue. And then he had to go to the hospital. And when he went, um, the doctors then made him understand that he was smoking and sort of got to severe yada yada. And then um, that brought him to a point of acceptance. But when people don't get to that point, you know, um, because I don't think we, need, we we necessarily have to wait to the point where it's not catastrophic before we then um, accept it. How can we help people, or how can people come to a point of acceptance? Is what and maybe we can answer that question, but I guess it's something just worth pondering, you know. As you said, I agree. That is the is probably the hardest part of recovery getting to that acceptance but i think it's um i think the strategy honestly and this is a very hard thing to do is really it's like mindfulness and i think meditation would help a lot and i know you know meditation for a lot of people is not something that is paid much attention to it's just like oh yeah it's just like quiet time and what i'm not talking to anybody i'm just there quiet and thinking but i think it goes much deeper than that for me, meditation and mindfulness is actually, it's sort of like, I don't know, I don't want this to sound like too abstract, but it's sort of like having an out of body experience and like viewing yourself 
as like a, another person in the room, so to speak, where you kind of, it, it's very hard. It's a skill. You really have to, it's sort of like a dissociative experience where you like lay all your experiences or your habits or your addiction, you just lay it out in front of you and you look at it, you analyze it. You see, you study your behaviors in a day. Let's say it's smoking, for example, that is my addiction. And I'm trying to meditate to really understand myself and why I do what I, what I do in regards to smoking. And I look at it, how many packs of cigarettes or how many cigarettes do I smoke a day? How often do I need one? How does it influence my performance in different areas of my life? How does it influence my interactions with people? If I look at all these factors, as if I, and I think this is, is something called like a, it's, I think it's a Buddhist strategy called like developing a beginner's mind where you kind of have to act as if you are a beginner. Like you don't know any of the skills that you know. You just view it as if it's something completely new. You have no preconceived notions about it. And again, it's very hard to do because obviously you're not a beginner, so to speak, you know, but you have to force your mind to view these events and view yourself as if you, you're just meeting yourself for the first time. And I think when you analyze these habits and these instances in which you perform this or you do this uh, behavior that you're addicted to, I think you will be honest with yourself and you will see that this behavior, this isn't a normal, like I'm not doing this in like healthy doses. If I'm compulsively needing a cigarette every 30 minutes and I can't function and I'm buying packs, I'm spending all my money on packs of cigarettes. I feel like if you're really introspective and you have to want to be honest with yourself, you will discover that this is probably not a healthy behavior. You might not say it's an addiction still, because as you said, Femi, you, people are were always in denial. You, you may not say it's an addiction, but you will see that the pattern is not normal. And that I feel is where you can begin to say, wow, I feel like there's something I should change here because this isn't just a normal thing. So other than that, in my opinion, I really don't know how else you can get to acceptance because it requires you being very honest with yourself. So that is my take on it. I don't even know if it made much sense, but that's just the only way I can really think about uh, getting to that state of acceptance. Yeah, it, it does make sense. I mean, the meditation beat um, sounds very interesting and it sounds like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like the angle because I guess maybe um, giving yourself some time to really deeply introspect um, look at your life in pieces in a structural way, asking the right questions um, could help you come to a point of acceptance. Um, but I think it's just important that um, we we don't trivialize um, little little things or little signals because we're, we're smart as human beings. Um, human beings are naturally um, and rational, right? Um, but sometimes as a result of maybe experiences that we had to go through, maybe we tried telling somebody something about us in the past and then we didn't get the reception that we, we thought we would, or maybe society views certain things in certain ways and then we begin to live in denial. But naturally we know, uh, we see the signals, we know uh, when something is not right. It's like when, um, when people tell people in relationships that, hey, watch out for red flags. You see the red flags. You, 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 see, you see that, oh, this guy is acting 
in a violent way. You see that, oh, um, this, this, this woman has no regard for me. Like you already see these things, but for the most part, you ignore. We just need to be much more deliberate, I guess, about, about listening to ourselves when we do these meditations or when we introspect like this, because these things would always surface. It is hard though, uh, which is where, I guess we then have to let people know that, hey, seek help when you, when you, when you actually need to seek help. I, I agree with you, Femi. When, when you're struggling, you should really um, seek help. Although I, I would like to um, disagree a bit on some of the points you made about how society dehumanizes uh, people with addictions. I think that there's like a new, um, this like, there's like a new, wave of wokeness across Gen Z's and both Nigeria and other African countries. We are at an age where um, Gen Z's, because of all the conversations on Twitter and on social media, are a bit more accepting of people and their sexuality. In many ways, many of them disagree with the Same-Sex Prohibition Act. And they are all Nigerians, right? Young people. And they, they, because of the influence of social media, uh, a lot of people are promoting expression. And in many settings where there are a group of young people having conversation, they create this idea of a safe space where people can actually express themselves and say what are their challenges without being judged. Because I think we're beginning to realize that uh, all this negative energy around, oh, you know, this one is bad, this person is corrupt, that it doesn't lead us anywhere. That people only start to create positive change when they themselves are already positive. And I think that sort of impacts even the way people perceive addictions. Uh, the circle that I roll with, and a lot of people that I've met over the last one or two years, uh, many of them are very open to hear, and they are very, very not judgy of people and the things that they are going through. And I think this whole idea is what comes as a result of, like, as I said earlier, the influence of social media, where people see podcasts, like I said what I said, and they read Ife's diary and other, other influencers like that. So when people see all those things and they see people really expressing themselves, talking about the challenges they've been through, both those that have been raped, coming out um, to talk about and um, what they've been through, like the Kosa saga. I think these things sort of like make people to be more receptive of other people's um, expressions and also helps them not to judge people or see them in a particular light because they are passing through some struggles. Uh, I think that funny, fun fact, the Christianity that is supposed to make people to be like this is actually promoting the opposite because um, for some reason, a lot of the Orthodox churches have a lot of problem with the way people dress, you know, the sort of lifestyle people live and all that. And the Orthodox churches still have the majority of members. So that sort of influences that whole negative perspective about people having addictions and stuff. But I think, I don't know if the new generation churches are doing any different, but I know that social media has a lot of positive influence on the way people see those type of issues these days. I just wanted to um, say that real quick. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting point. Um, as you said, I think um, social media has contributed to uh, promoting acceptance of different people and their circumstances. However, I, I also do feel like society does dehumanize people as well. Um, 
and you can see these things in different in different versions or forms i mean i remember when i used to work with different uh disenfranchised populations as a career coach like you can see the stories people tell you about how they're viewed because oh they're poor or they're this or they're that you know even with the way people treat beggars sometimes things like that it's like oh if i give you money what are you going to use it for you're going to use it for drugs and stuff stuff like that you know we just assume the worst sometimes not obviously not everybody does it but there are those kinds of situations that do happen but i do agree that the um there is the new wave of uh self-acceptance is something that is gaining momentum so i think it's both but regardless it's still important to just as both of you have emphasized if you are struggling seek help and i think a big part of that is humility and just realizing hey you know like i'm human i made mistakes that that's okay the important thing is i want to actually recover from my mistake a mistake has a solution that's why it's a mistake because there's a solution and i think you you don't you shouldn't be too hard on yourself also i mean be honest with yourself but realize you know if you're struggling with something you're struggling with it for a reason the 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 best thing you can do is accept that you are struggling and you want to get the help so as both of you have said that is the key to actually um trying to overcome those addictions and i feel like for any of us who know if we know people loved ones family friends that are going through these things we should be patient we should also encourage them to get the help they need and we should be there as well as a source of um just comfort for them and also as a positive influence on them because it's not easy but it definitely is possible and you see all these success stories of people that have overcome addictions and it's a wonderful thing especially if you've been in a situation where you're addicted and you want to get to that uh that place so yeah that's all i wanted to end with thanks for sharing and i appreciated talking to you guys about this thinking aloud is a production of boys to men foundation 